last time on Tales of Morterra. So, we headed back to the library to do some more research, try and find out what might be causing the limbs roaming the streets after not having much success in the slums. Will managed to roll a natural 20 when doing some research in the library using the broadside newspapers with house help to trace back what had happened. Two months ago, apparently, there had been a series of disappearances within the slums, people vanishing in alleys. The Stationers Guild had written this report about it, asking for people to go to the guards if they had any information about it. So, we could have gone to the Stationers Guild. We didn't. We had a cup of tea, we had a rest, and then we headed out to the slums again. We went through the slums for a while, looking for clues, and eventually we found some drag marks in the street leading to a door we couldn't get through. However, Will did actually have the ability to send Sheila to the other side of the door. Sheila did some investigating and found an elf and a halfling in a room with body parts stuffed into a freezer, the elf sewing together a corpse in like several different limbs into a body. This of course was concerning, so we looked around for another way in. We climbed to the roof of the building and only then realised that this was under the guard station. We snuck our way into the top of the guard station and started making some plans to see if we could cause a bit of a distraction and get through to see what was below and perhaps stop it so that no one else falls victim. And by a bit of a distraction, you mean arson. And by a bit of a distraction, I mean arson, yes. Arson. Arson, arson. Arson! Specifically, Molotov cocktail yeah. chucked down to the floor below and hiding and making it look like we climbed outside, I think was the plan we had at the end of last session. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like a plan we'd make up. <laughs> it feels like a plan we'd make up, yeah. That's what's in my notes anyway. Is there an in-universe name for a Molotov cocktail? Um, that is a point. Oh yeah, there would be an Earthism. A great and glorious DM. I mean, the thing is... I did give goblins Russian names. Nice. So it's just Molotov. It might just be Molotov. Excellent. Like, goblins are largely thought not to exist. They're kind of semi-mythical, but there's probably a story about a goblin called Molotov that did this. I mean, you could then also argue they're called goblin bombs. Goblin bombs is also very good. Mm. Or goms for short. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) I'm writing down this important bit of world building, by the way. As you should. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it down too. It's in the law notebook now. I'm going to have to now write a children's story about Molotov the Goblin. You are. Yes. And his gums. <laughs> I mean, I could do that if you have give some assistance. Uh, important question. How are we spelling gums? Are we doing it with the B or... With the B because it's... I feel like it's got to be with the B. Okay. Yeah, because it's a contraction of Goblin Bomb. That, that That's fine. Just, just wanted to check. Personally, I would still write them for 
right at the full goblin bomb, but to each their own, I suppose. It's 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 like shorthand. It's just easier to write. True. It's like writing lol instead of laughing out loud or WTF instead of what the fuck. Weirdly, has its own symbol in Thieves' Cant. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, that's useful. And here's this. Deploy the gums. Deploy the gums! Gums deployed. Gums away! <laughs> My question is, how are you making these gums? Well, everyone knows how to make them. Okay, so I have an... Well, how specifically does, and definitely has uh, a few flasks and incense, which can be used as a fuse. But can... Great and glorious DM, can I also clarify exactly where we are again we're in sort of a corridor upstairs in this guardhouse that's dark and there's a whole bunch of rooms coming off the corridor that we haven't investigated yet right correct so perhaps we should investigate the rooms first and like maybe there's curtains we can use and stuff as well yeah i think finding hiding places before we're in very urgent need of getting to them is perhaps a good idea yeah may i ask would it make sense for so so Sasha has a jeweler's kit would it make sure sense for them to be some cleaning cloths in there that we could use? I would say so, yeah. If need be, I could always like cut a strip off of uh, my clothes. I've got a second cardigan. <gasps> Not the cardigans! Listen, if we're lighting the building on fire, I don't think I'm going to need the second cardigan. True. Somehow. True. It'll, be a, it'll be a little toasty. It'd be a little excessive, yeah. But what if your first cardigan gets dirty? Then you'll need a second one because you don't want to wear a dirty cardigan, do you? But I do my laundry because I'm a grown man who does his own laundry. Is that something <laughs> unheard of? What? Yes, but in the meantime, you can't keep wearing a dirty dirty cardigan. What's laundry? I'll explain later. Do you not have laundry in the Feywild? Sasha would know what laundry is. Sasha likes fucking with people. <laughs> Sasha is from the Feywild and, and know that he can get away with fucking with people. You're so valid. <laughs> you don't know what Sasha knows. Meanwhile, can Hal start investigating some of these rooms, please, to, to find hiding places and if there's any useful items within? Oh, we're stealing from the police now, too. Yeah, uh, give me an investigation. Oh, baby. This is gonna be good. Do you want some help? Yeah, can, can assist. I will never say no to assistance if you've uh, stopped discussing cardigans and laundry. I'll help out. I can multitask, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you got me from a 13 to a 16 on investigation. See, we, we helped. Yeah, we helped. Thank you. So one of the rooms is more like... A small sitting room. You could probably hide like under a table, but it wouldn't be great because there's not a tablecloth. Mm. The other rooms are offices, which they have that kind of desk that does have kind of... The only way I can think to phrase it is like a wall that hides your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Little cubby hole. But you, know, you know what I mean. A partition. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's the best way to describe them. Yeah. Are these halfling size though? Yeah, yeah. Gonna be a tight fit for three out of four of us. Yes. Yeah. In terms of valuables, there are some quite nice desk sets which do not seem to have any identifying marks. If there's any that could possibly be mangled into jewellery, Sasha will just slip those into the bag while looking for a hiding spot. Does this space look like it's been used regularly and or recently? Mm. Um, only one of the offices. Okay. We could hide in one of these unused offices after we set things off. Yeah. Yes, but the question is, would we be trapped in these offices with the only way out being fire? 
Right. Are there any windows? Uh, there are, yes. Uh, in the unused offices? We can climb down. Um, there's a window in one of the unused offices and in the sitting room, because those are at the front of the building. Okay. If we hide in the front unused one, we can uh, cl- climb down if needed. Hmm. Yes, perhaps if we hide in one of those front rooms, then we can clamber down, and whilst the guards downstairs are in disarray and, you know, coming and lucking for fire, we can simply walk through the front door and do what we need to. You want to walk back in? Well, yes, we're here to shut down this body-snatching operation, right? Mm. That is our goal. While that stretch by fire might be a very good time for darting inside the building from a lower down entrance, because then it'll be less obvious it's us who caused it, potentially. That may be a safer way in, that's avoiding the fire somewhat more. And I think to do that, we ought to take the rope that's hanging out back, that we were going to potentially try and distract them with, and use that in, in this attempt, and not try and be too deceptive. That sounds reasonable. I think that's probably going to be a bit safer than us, and then we stay up here. How does the drop from the front rooms to the ground look? Looks out the window. The Robotary also peeks out the window. I mean, it's it's a straight drop onto some cobbles. Roughly how far is it? I believe we said you were on the third floor? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like 20 feet? But also gnome stories. Or halfling stories. Yeah. Well, these are probably regular-sized stories. Like, medium creature-sized stories to account for, like... Potential taller members of the guard, and also to make the building look a bit more intimidating. Damn. Yeah. So from the window, it's probably a good 30, 35 feet. Uh, I do have uh, 50 feet. Yeah, for, I, I do have longer than this in rope. Yeah, I mean, do, don't we have that rope out the back window? It'd probably be safer to go down there, actually. Yes, and that's my only rope, though. It's not out the back window, it's from the roof hanging down. There's no windows on the back side. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Someone would have to go up and retrieve it. Ah. Could we send your little cat friend for it? Um, I could certainly try. Uh, the roof isn't going to be that far away. How far can I send my familiar? One sec. Let me read my spell book. Well, remind you, you also have a party member with a climb speed. Yeah. Yes. But also, I'm the largest. I would certainly attract the most attention. Mm. Unoccupied space within range, and that range is 10 foot. So if I just aim her, like, um, a few feet up above me, that should hopefully land on the roof. Shall I try and get um, Sheila to go and uh, untie the rope? I don't know how skilly you tied it. I don't know how difficult it's going to be. Well, it did support us all clambering down. Oh, right. Cats don't have thumbs. Yeah. Yeah, no opposable thumb is a concern. I'm not a normal cat. I have thumbs. You're not, but Sheila is. True. Sheila's a house cat rather than a, rather than a cat who walks upright. I think she may have some trouble with it. Should one of us sneak and go and get it quietly before we start gomming the place? Um, that's probably a good idea. We're gonna have more time to do stuff as long as we actually haven't started doing that yet, so... In the meantime, shall I start making some gobs? Yeah, sure, I'll help out. Um, who would be faster to get it? To get the rope? Certainly not me, I'm rubbish at climbing. I, I, I think, I, I think I do have the fastest walking speed, so... 
I'll probably be fastest getting it. I do have the fastest climbing speed out of all of us, with uh, my nails, of course. Though, I do wonder what would happen if a six-foot cat suddenly climbs out the window. Surely someone must notice. I mean, if they didn't notice us climbing it in the window, they wouldn't notice us climbing out of it. Oh, right. And a six-foot cat, a satyr, a... A half orc and a, a gnome. Yeah, and, and a gnome are rather more conspicuous than one six foot cat. I think if we were going to be noticed, we would already have been noticed. Yes. So I think at this point it makes little difference. That's a fair point. I suppose it shall be me who gets the rope then. Fitting, because since it is my rope. Yes. Makes sense. Still, be careful, Beans. I will. Don't worry. Having said that, Rumblejare is going to climb out the window up, up back up, back onto the roof. And just untie the rope. Yeah, like, I, I don't think you need to roll for this. No, but, like, if people want to do stuff while I'm yeah. gone, give yeah. me the opportunity yeah. to. Yeah. Sasha gets a couple of the um, cleaning cloths out of his, his jeweler's kit and helps make the goms. Yeah, help make goms. How many are you making? So I have three flasks. So I'm assuming three. Yeah. We can make three. We may as well make three. Mm. You do know what else I have, though. I do have some candles. Perhaps if we wanted to do deceptive things again. I know I said we shouldn't, but I'm getting rather carried away. We could use candles and make it look like some sort of a cult ritual. We could set the curtains on fire. Accidentally. Just doing figure quotes, of course. I mean... I don't know, this still isn't gonna, like, I, I still, I'm still not entirely sure how helpful that would be. I don't know. If we manage to do a small accidental fire in one corner and, and set off a few gongs in another, their attentions will be split and we'll have more time to get out. That's true. Rob Jerry climbs back in with the rope over her shoulder. What are we talking about? Arson, with the sparkling look in her eyes. It's... More arson. <laughs> Fun. What's the plan? That's quite it. We can't decide on one yet. Though we do have the makings of three little goblin bombs. So that should be a start. But whether we should use them to start the fire or try an accidental one, we're not certain yet. I didn't mean actually accidental. Just It would look accidental to anyone who wandered in, in, into the room to see the candles knocked over onto the curtains. Right. It depends if there's candles already in the room. I think if we're doing that, we should use ones that are already here because otherwise it'll be like sort of oh true oh that candle wasn't here this is another actually set one well if the fire works and they can make out what sort of candle it was unless it was a completely different color wax i think we have other problems mm, yeah oh great and glorious dm are there even candles here or is it everything lanterns uh, i think it'd just be lanterns honestly yeah and also only in the sitting room and the in-use office let's not overcomplicate things i think some gums are going to keep them plenty busy trust me yes and and it's not like there's anything that could be traced back I mean, how hard is it to get flasks and alcohol and rags? Mm. I know, that's the best thing about goblin bombs. Yep. So easy to make. Untraceable. Yep. Very well. I just want to add, Sasha looks far too excited about the concept of throwing these. <laughs> In the meantime, while finishing that up, can I start climbing down? Because, like, I'm not good at climbing and I kind of want to sort of get past that hurdle well before we're running into gom issues, speeding things up. I don't know. Mm. I had a hard enough time doing the swinging into the window. I don't want to... Where in relation to below us is the front door to this guard place? 
I it's not like we're just going to dangle out and then drop in front of the damn door, are we? It's not it's not directly below the window. Yeah. I was thinking is there a way for us to sort of are the only windows around the front because if so we kind of they're going to notice us coming out. The only windows are around the front is what we know. The only windows we can get to from the offices around the front there might be others around the back. Oh, I know there weren't. That was part of the issue with getting in, wasn't it? We specifically saw the one. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to either make a front exit or go out via the roof. Are the floors made of wood? Yeah. The window would be easier, but the roof would get us less likely to be seen. That's a question of which one do we prefer as a tactic. Stealth or speed. If you're worried about climbing down, perhaps I could help you down. We could go down together. I mean, that that is very much appreciated, but my other concern is if we're coming down the front, just as gom's going off, that's going to be extremely fucking suspicious. So if we set them off and then go up to the roof again, and then climb down the way we came in? Um, slash, like, sort of, maybe me and Rumpel go a little early, just so that my poor climbing is not gonna slow the entire operation down. If you two go, and then... How and I set off the bomb, the gums, and then we follow. Yes. That sounds reasonable. Sounds like a good idea. Um, out of character, why is it that we are setting fire to things instead of just leaving? Because I've forgotten. Because of the limb people in the basement chopping up people and sewing them together again. Yeah. And we decided to set fire to it instead of investigating it. Well, no, we're setting fire to the building on top of the basement bits ah, so that okay. we distract people enough so that we can run in and sort of go and actually stop them. I think it's the rough plan. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that's a point. Well, we could go across the roofs and go down a building, a few houses or buildings or even a street over. That is a good point. Yeah, I think that's smart. I do have enough incense to make fairly long fuses. That would give us time. But don't goblin bombs have to be thrown to work? Not necessarily. Sorry, because if the, if you can get the pressure to, of the heat to break the glass, because it it goes off when the glass breaks, and and the alcohol and the flames combine in the air. So if if we can get the glass to to break from pressure or some other means, perhaps we can set something up so that there's a fuse or something, and maybe something drops on the on the cocktail itself to break the glass and make things go boom. We can set something up, I think, between us. <laughs> I can certainly rig a little clockwork device that would allow us to do that. Mouse trap, mouse trap. Rube Goldberg machine time. <laughs> How's going to pull out her tinker's tools and just start with some of the scrap bits of metal in her pack and anything useful she sees lying around to start making a little mousetrap style device. Well, yeah. how far away can you and your little cat get? That's a point. I can leave Sheila here to sort of start things. Knock it off. Knock it off and then summon her back to me. Yeah. That might actually be easier, actually. Uh, and if she's seen, who's going to question a cat knocking something off of a shelf? That's true. That's true. They might question why a cat managed to get up there in the first place, but who knows? Yes, but they're not going to be questioning that for very long now after Multive Cocktail goes off five seconds later. How, if you've already started setting up your device, can you give me a dex plus proficiency, please? Feels like it makes the most sense. Am I proficient in any decks already? I have slight... Oh, I can just use real dice. They're right here. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, dirty 20. Nice. Okay. nice. You do set up three little, tiny little Rube Goldberg machines reminiscent of the real world board game Mousetrap. 
that a cat's able to set off. Yes, yeah. ideally. Yeah, they they can be set off by just like a, a hit of a paw. Amazing. And also, if something goes wrong with them, then Sheila can still hit the cocktails. Yeah, like knock them off the shelf. I'm not doubting your work, Hal, but a backup plan feels good. Yeah. I have one question, though. Once the people here see clockwork and instantly know a gnome was responsible? Well, who else would be doing it anyway? Yeah. And also, I've made them, you know, quite quickly. If they were to break apart in the explosion, then how would they be any the wiser? Hopefully by the time you're investigating at that level, we'll be long gone. How many gnomes live here? Quite a few. So, it's not going to be traced back. And I don't live here. I was more concerned that they might figure out there were people behind it, rather than a random cat who... Although, a random cat doesn't make goblin bombs, I must give you that. Yeah, Never most, mind. most cats don't have the dexterity to make Molotov cocktails. I think that's just a, a, a you thing, Beans. I was about to say, I am right here. I am perfectly capable of making goblin bombs. Yeah, that's why I said most house cats. But fear not, gnomes are... Well, we have been put down for long enough, and there have been quite a few instances of heh, well-earned retribution, let us say that. Oh, wonderful. So I fear not that they would understand that a gnome did it regardless. Oh, wonderful. Even better. Shall we get this climbing to the roof thing sorted now that we've set that up, then, and then... Yes. Do you two still want to go first, and I'll... Will help how put things in place. Actually, no, I, I, because Hal wouldn't be able to tell me what to do. Um, Hal, can you can you let Sheila know what to do? Yes, and Hal's just going to like go on all fours next to Sheila and uh, lift her right hand up as if it was a paw and just start gently batting towards the mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. She, Sheila makes a little batting motion. Ah, not yet, Sheila. Not yet. And, and like sort of just shy of the um, start of the machine and then just sort of gives you a sort of courteous nod of like, yes. I love this way of instructing Sheila what to do, considering that Will can talk to her telepathically. <laughs> How does he do that? <laughs> um, how will Sheila know when? I'll let her know when. I'll let her know when. I can talk to her telepathically. Wait, this is a magic nut? Then why am I telling her what to do? <laughs> if it helps, it was very cute. Oh. Yeah, it was for fun. Very well. Anything to entertain you youths? Ah, <laughs> uh, you enjoy fuckeries as well. I mean... Sometimes. <laughs> God, do it sometimes. Come on. Anyway, climbing. Climbing. Yes. Oh, God. I did just take, take out the rope, so I'd have to uh, get it back. Though perhaps we can tie it to something in here too. Um, potentially. I I don't think the rope that we'll be tying will be getting back. Yeah, if we tie it down here, we're not going to be able to retrieve it. If you want to keep yours, I could tie mine. But we cut. We can just cut off the end when we when we flee and pull up the other end, right? Perhaps we tie this end to Will. Hmm. Are there any of us who wouldn't need a rope to climb down? Robert Cherry raises her hand. If the three of us go first and then you untie the rope and follow. Yeah. Yes, but I'll be surrounded by fire, won't I? Not if we're a few streets down. Oh wait, no. Remote designated. Or a thing over. Or I can even wait for us to get to the ground and then send the command. Yes. Yes. That's probably best. Okay. 
Plus, then th- there will be a little distance between us and and the yes incident. We'll have a, a plausible alibi, sort of. If we can get to a crowded place before it goes off, yeah. Let's see. Let's get. Let's sort of get into the ground first, and then we can work things out. Yes. Yes. Let's yes. not get too much ahead of ourselves. I still need to be reasonably near. We, we need to ensure we do that safely. Yeah. So Rumblejar is going to tie one end to one end of the rope to something in here. Oh, great and glorious DM. Is there something as sturdy I can tie to? I mean, the the desks are fairly heavy. All right, just like uh, one of the desk legs. Climb out the window with the other end, tied to whatever it was tied to before, and just climb back down and like go <laughs> turn to Will. Like, come on, let's let's get you out of here. Okay, okay, here we go. Oh God, do not like heights. Uh, it'll <sighs> be okay. I'll be right there to help you. Thanks. It's had a bit of a close call earlier, so yeah. Like you, I think you see Will gulp audibly, and then and then like sort of he starts trying to climb the rope. Rumble Jerry like climbs along the wall besides besides Will and just helps him along. So Will give me an athletics with advantage. Athletics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I need to roll anything? The uh, first one wasn't that twenty. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, you don't need to roll anything because you've got a climb speed, so you can just climb. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, you you both climb up speedily. Okay, that that felt that felt a bit easier than last time. That was good. I think it was the swinging thing last time. She gently rubs Will's back. <laughs> I know you can do it. It's okay. Thanks. She motions down. I'm I'm gonna help the other two out too. Okay. Go. I'll just wait here. Yes, that's a good idea. Climbs. Uh, Rump Jerry climbs down again and like nods the other two. Let's go. Okay. So she's gonna climb out. I'm gonna help again. What am I rolling for that? Athletics with advantage from the help from Rumble Jerry. Okay. Uh, 14. I think that's enough. Okay. I'm glad because the other was seven. Oh boy. Yeah, like the bit where wall becomes roof is a little bit tricky, but you, you get over it. Now just how is left. So as you come back to the window, uh, you see how just fiddling with her charms around her neck a little bit. Looks up at you. She looks back at the gums that we have left in the in the building. I can I can do this. Come on, I'll be right there. I I promise you it won't go. Everything will go uh, uh, properly. I won't let you hurt. Be hurt. Thank you. Athletics. Yeah. With advantage. Uh, fifteen. Yeah. You you get to the roof. Oh. Rob Jerry gently pats uh, House back. See, I told you everything would be okay. Yes, of course. And here we are. Thank you, Rumble Jerry. Most useful. <laughs> she gives a salute and then just climbs back down, just with no effort, and then comes uh, within like thirty seconds, comes back up with the other end of the rope. Marvelous. Teasingly, Sausage goes, "You and your strings." <laughs> Wait, is that why Rumble Jerry likes the rope so much? Now it's just wondering. a microaggression. <laughs> that yeah, that is a microaggression. Rob Jerry goes camping so often. Rope is essential to going camping and hunting and trapping. Sorry. <laughs> I genuinely thought you were making a cat joke. Nope. Rope is just incredibly useful. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how far away can you tell Sheila to, you know, do the thing? Um, well, um, it is um, within a hundred feet. So that that gives us some space. We can get like a block or two. Perhaps we should even try a different street. Like, I still don't think we necessarily want to be too far away because 
we're gonna want to act quickly when the fire's discovered. There'll be a small window there which we can use to actually get inside the building and get downstairs. We should also have a cover story in case we do get stopped. Well, it might be something along the lines of, wait, is there a fire in there? Can we help? Oh no, there's people in there! But then we go upstairs and not downstairs, right? Yes, but we don't get arrested. Yes. I, f- I feel like not getting arrested is more of a priority than, than sneaking in at the moment. Yeah. And I really don't want to be arrested. Could be thrown in jail. No. Does Sasha even know what jail is? Like, out of character? Um, her adopted parent was a guard, so I assume so. Ah, uh, yeah. Fairy yeah. prison sounds like an experience. Yeah. From what Mama told me, jail cells are not a place you want to be. Oh, I can attest to that. Yeah, no. Aren't very comfortable. Haven't been arrested yet. Would hate to have to write to my mother to tell her that that's happened. I think she would be very sad. Oh, Mama will be so disappointed if I got arrested. Well, let's try and not disappoint our mothers today, huh? Yeah. Do we need to roll anything to climb back down? Oh, great and glorious GM. Um, I'm I'm gonna say no. You've got you've got rope. You've got assistance. Thank you. You got a taxi. Yeah, you made it up. You can make it down. I think. Ooh. It'd be mean otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> But we're going along the terrace a little bit first, right? Yeah, and I assume in dropping into an alleyway, alleyway, not into a busy street. Yeah. Hopefully. Because that would raise so many more questions. Yup. I just thought, mm. presumably after the building goes up in flames, there's going to be a period where no one's working in there. Could we go in after the fire's put out, but before the rebuilding and such starts? Would the secret basement be there still? I don't know if they would have people guarding it to make sure no one goes in, especially if the structure's on sound. And also, they would give the people in the basement time to escape, and they might continue their operations elsewhere. True. Are we ready for bombs away, then? Very well. Very well. All right. Telepathically communicating to Sheila. Bombs away. For a moment, you don't hear anything. And then, very gradually, you all start to smell wood smoke. Snap Sheila back to me. She okay? Yeah. Awesome. Rob Jerry is like, upon smelling the smoke, smel- smelling very nicely, just sampling the air a little bit. Mm, yes, there was a lot of oaks, a little bit of maple. Yeah. Very nice fire. Yeah. Um, Time to go? Time to go. Yes, yes, time to go. Sorry, am I not allowed to enjoy the burning of uh, police buildings? I mean, yes, but but also, like, so you can enjoy while while we're moving, yes? Yes. Fair enough. It might just be noticed. I'll try to not be too obvious. Uh, I feel like standing outside a crime scene sniffing is strange behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll try to hold my glee. All right, let's get going. What's the scene like outside of the guard station as we approach? Is there a lot of people running around and stuff? There are five guards... Most of them halfling, and one of them is a gnome, kind of standing around looking concerned. And because it's kind of early evening now, so there's a gradual, a gradually building crowd of various inhabitants of the slums of various different races. I think you can overhear that someone has been sent for help. Is the third floor of the building obviously on fire from out here? It very much is. It's gradually spreading to the second floor and to the adjoining buildings. I'm going to nudge Will and whisper, Are any of these people the two that you saw in the basement? 
with Sheila. Um, I'm going to look around. Do I see anyone who matches what I saw through Sheila's eyes? Uh, give me a perception. That's a 13. There's a couple of halflings who might look familiar, but you might have just seen them elsewhere in the guard station through Sheila. You don't see any elves. Um, I whisper back to how I don't think so. No, they haven't evacuated. Let, let's see what we can do. I'm gonna walk up to the guards and kind of in most earnest voice be like, oh my god, what happened? Is there anyone still in the building? Is there anything I can help with to evacuate people? It's best if you just keep your distance, so... I'm I'm strong. I can I can lift beams and stuff. If there's anyone trapped in there, everyone has been evacuated from the guard station and from the terrace. I suggest you head back home. Can I? Can Robber Joe try to sneak in? Uh, yeah, you can try. Do you have anyone locked up in there? Is there anyone still left in there? Do I have advantage because the guard's being distracted by Will? You do indeed. The cells were thankfully empty. Oh, that's brilliant news. I really don't know what sort of heinous people would try and do something like this to burn down a guard station. I mean, it's an institution for protecting people and looking after them. Who would do such a thing? Dirty 20. It's a real shame. There's no respect for agents of the Emperor anymore. Such a disappointment these days, you know? Rumpel, Rumpel Jerry, you do get past. I try to, like, staying on the first floor, like the ground floor, I try to find the door that would lead to outside that alleyway. I didn't consider that you would have a different idea of what first floor means versus what we do. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, like... Yeah. <laughs> But by first floor, do you mean the floor that is level with the ground? After said, I said ground floor, yes. Like, yeah, ground, the ground floor. Just yeah. staying on the floor of like the street level. Yes. Apologies yeah. for using a different version of English to you, but also most of us do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't even know which version I... Most of us are English. Yeah. Staying on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah, you go through, there's a little desk with some bars in front of it. There's... You go through a door, which seems... It has a lock, but it's been left open. You go through that. There are indeed some empty cells on one side and a little kitchen area on the other. And at the far end of the corridor, there are some stairs going down. Rumble Jerry sneaks, in, sneaks down the stairs, like trying not to make any noise in case the elf is still down there. Mm -hmm. Do I need to roll another stealth? or? Yes, please. Uh, 19 plus 3 is 22. Nice. I, I think I think now that I've seen Rumpel Jerry successfully got inside, I'm probably going to back off on the guards a little just to the others and sort of walk away and walk around that back door. Mm -hmm. Sasha will follow Will. I was already ahead of you because she's going to find Alma. Yeah. <laughs> must find Dog. Yeah. Go around to that back door. Once I'm back at that back door, send Sheila back to the other side of it. See if we can spot Rumple Jerry at all. Can the cat hide from the cat? The the back door is actually wide open. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, this this is this is much better. The game is okay. a <laughs> Never mind. Well, this just became a lot easier. Rumple Jerry, the room is as much as well described. It there's no sign, at least with your passive, of the thing that was being sewn. They seem to have taken any sort of scraps of writing with them and fled out of the back door. Can I see the back doors open? Otherwise that would be my first thing to do, like open the back door and let the others in. Mm. Yeah, there is there is light coming down the, the hallway from that door. And is Alma still by the back door or not? She is, yeah. She's just been having a little nap. Nice. Good for her. Aww. Aww. 
I love Alma. We just didn't move all. Okay, can we actually see any signs of anyone fleeing from here then? Like, we're at the back door now. Can we see? Because you can't, you can't bring a body through here without becoming like sort of out of the slums and stuff without that becoming kind of obvious. Yeah. Would you like to make? Me, anyone who wants to a perception roll. I'd love to. Perception. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make one. I. I will make one too. Can I have Alma make it with her nose instead of me? Um. Would Alma know what you're looking for? No, I was hoping Rumple Jerry would have come out with something. But. Fourteen. Sixteen. Dirty twenty. Okay. I'm just rolling well. You're rolling really well. Yeah. Damn. I might switch to a different die. I don't know. Why would you switch to a different die when you're rolling well? Yeah. Uncle Jerry, alone in this basement lab, you hear wordless moaning from a chest against the wall. Uh, I'm going to go open the chest and open it with my short sword so that I'm not immediately in front of it. And like, like, uh... Say like point point to the chest with the others like I hear something. Oh Christ. You lift up the lid of the chest and what immediately climbs out is a seven foot tall, broad, stitched together humanoid figure. Roll initiative. Oh shit. Oh damn it. Oh boy. All of us are just rumble Jerry. I mean Yo yeah, oh, oh, are we in the lab or are we still upstairs? Did Rumble Jerry leave this all down here? Do you really want me to take this thing on in my, on my own? I suspect, like, if Rumple Jerry was like, I hear something, like, we probably all came down. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, I was assuming, like, a, a round for people to get down. Yeah. Good, thank you. Yeah. Eight. Fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Snap. I have a plus zero. I have a plus one dex. But no armor. <laughs> oh boy, no armor. Me too. Snap. I've got the armor covered. Monks don't wear armor. I sure don't. Yeah, but you at least have some decks. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Do I have... I, I, I don't have dodging, but I do have deflect missiles, but that's still a roll. Yeah. Do you not have an armor defense? Um, not right now. Fair. Oh boy. I'm going to need to be very careful with my spells. Yeah, like my, my only def defense thing is I can grab missiles. Mm-hmm. And look so cool doing it. Yeah. Anyways, we all rolled initiative. Yep. And it is Rumple Jerry first. Um I'm just Rumble Jerry is going to like take a couple steps back, like ten feet of movement back away from the creature. Mm-hmm. And I open the chest with my short sword. So am I within like its melee range? Um you would be just, yeah, if you step if you step back, you will leave its melee range. Darn. Still gonna take the risk. Oh, well, no. Uh, first, I'm first going to slash at it with my short sword, mm-hmm. which is uh, 2 hit plus 5. So that's a 15 to hit. A hit. Oh, God. Uh, 1d6 plus 3. That's 9 slashing damage. Okay. Or, well, stabbing, slashing, whatever. Uh, bonus action. I'm just gonna attack with a dagger too. Just two weapon fighting. That's a uh, seven plus five is twelve. Hits. Oh, nice! I didn't expect that to hit. It's all of me. That's a uh, seven to a seven piercing. Okay. I've just rolled max damage twice. Wow. Nice. And then after that, I'm going to take a step back. How much damage was that? Um, nine and then seven. Okay. After those two attacks, I'm going to take a step back. Like 10 feet or something. 5, 10 feet. It's going to swing one of its enormous meaty fists at you. 
um, ineffectually. Okay. <laughs> and like, I'm just as a reaction going to say, this is why Mary Shelley wrote to us. Look what you've done. <laughs> Look, I made a creature. Look at what you've done. It's got anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say your weapon attacks didn't seem to do an awful lot. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Right. I have a few questions about size of the room and, okay, one, how big is this room? How far are we from this creature? Room is 30 feet deep, 40 feet wide. Okay. The doorway is in the middle of one of the walls, so the the south wall. The creature is up against the east wall, and there is... There's benches around most of the sides, a couple of cabinets, and in the middle there's a big, like, slab table. Okay. And we're the other side of the room from this creature, mostly? Um, if you came down the stairs, you would be at the north side of the room. So about ten feet away. So we're kind of adjacent to it somewhat. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you have anything ranged? Are you going to be able to stay away from this? Not for very long. My plan was to stab it. Okay, okay, um, right, okay. Um, is the creature still standing in the chest? And what's the chest made of? It's still standing in the chest. The chest is made of thick wood. Okay, perfect. Um, here goes my second level spell slot. Oh. Flaming Sphere. I'm gonna cast it kind of across the room and ram it into the zombie. Um, dex 13. The creature must make the saving throw against the sphere's damage and the sphere stops moving at that point. Um, you can direct it over barriers up to five foot tall and jump it across pits. I assume that's enough to get over the slab table and sort of do the whole sort of ramming it into the zombie thing. It is indeed. And hopefully the chest as well, so it's now standing in a burning chest, which is also not going to help um, the zombie's whole thing. That's a 17. Okay, that passes the dex, so it just takes half as much damage. So it's going to take... Okay, <laughs> I rolled two sixes on D&D Beyond, so it takes six fire damage. Nice. And the flaming spheres right in front of it, so um, like any creature that enters turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dex saving throw. That is, so, yeah, like sort of be careful how. Fine. Maybe give me a chance to move it around, but like, yeah. What you don't realise is how has reach. That is true. <laughs> you have the range. You have the range, darling. <laughs> And um, I'm going to move, like, the opposite side of the room, but still on the same wall as where the door is, just because I want to kind of get away from this. Get away from this. You know how it is. Uh, how doesn't, because how is leaping atop Alma and unsheathing what is basically a telescopic lance that she's going to pull out and charge. Hopefully Alma's able to get over the benches and stuff that are in the way. But we are charging this zombie with our lance, and from ten feet away, going to stab it, because my lance gives me ten feet reach. I don't think you would be able to charge the zombie without entering this flaming sphere. Mm. I have a... My lance gives me ten feet of reach, so I can be ten feet away, and the flaming sphere has a five-foot range. Right it's five foot diameter, yeah. so it kind of need to be through there, I guess. Yeah, like the lance is probably not going to survive, but you can do it. Flaming lance. Well, it's about to flame because we go and smite this guy. But here we go. Oh, that one went on the floor. Please tell me doing the lance through the flaming sphere gives like extra fire or something, please. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If my lance is going to break, right? Uh, 19 to hit. That'll do it. All right. I'm going to put a Divine Smite into this, and I'm also going to use my Channel Divinity. So you just see how start to glow. You've seen her eyes glow a little bit before when she's done Divine Sense, but this time her entire damn body is glowing, and it just starts pouring out from under her jobbers and her armor and stuff. And she's just going to pour the light down the lance, and I'm going to use uh, Divine Smite with my last spell slot. So is this undead? Thing is, D&D Beyond says it isn't, but I feel like it should count as undead. So I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 made of multiple dead people, and it's now not dead. Yeah, like it's listed as a construct, but I think it should count as undead. So I'm going to say yes. It's it's flesh that used to be dead. I think that's undead. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. Counts. Yeah, it's basically just a zombie with extra steps, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's a union zombie. It's a multi-zombie. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a unionized corpse. So, I'm going to roll a d12 for my uh, lance, which is piercing, and then 3d8 radiant, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put my channel divinity on as well. So it is 7 piercing damage, okay. and 14 radiant damage. Did you say I get extra fire? Um, yeah, I'll give you an extra d6 of fire. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a whole four points of fire damage as well. So, so, so it's seven plus 14 plus four? Yeah, except the seven probably wasn't seven. but. Uh, and, like, the 14 might be more if this is not dead. Maybe. Aren't they weak to radiant? Or, like, vulnerable? Some are, some aren't. But then, yeah, I'm going to channel divinity and use my, what's it called, uh, inspiring smite. So I'm going to roll 2d8 plus 3, and the party basically gains that many temp hit points. 12, 15. So we gain 15 temporary hit points. So I can distribute them as chosen. I'm tempted to take them all myself at the moment, since I'm going to be in melee. But also, Shorsha might get some, actually, because you're melee as well, right? Uh, Yeah, like, I... I, I do have attacks that don't require melee. Okay. But at the moment, it's it's only one. Okay. But it's it's kind of a good one for the situation if it's weak against Radiant. I'm gonna take eight myself and seven to Shorsha, um, just so that we've got a bit of. Okay, makes sense. So 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 what does that do? Uh, you get seven temporary hit points. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, seven. There we go. And then, yeah, uh, how's going to heft a shield? The lance, you say, is broken, I guess. So. Well, I think I think it can last one more round on fire before it just disintegrates. Okay. Mm. Okay. Alrighty then. Because a round is only six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, if you still got movement, step back from the flaming sphere because that is gonna hurt you. I'm ten feet away. From the flaming sphere. Or from the zombie? Well, isn't the flaming sphere in the zombie's square? Um, I mean, like, sort of, I don't know if it kind of stops up against it, or if it, or if it's, like, sort of within its square. Okay, I'll shifty round the creature so that I'm definitely not within five feet of the sphere. I would say it's, it's, like, in melee with it, so it's, like, the next square over. Yeah. Just based on the spell description. Yeah, I'll make sure I'm on the opposite side of the zombie to the sphere, then. And that's a me. Something, something like don't, 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 don't get set on fire, please. This this happened two episodes ago again. Well, we already set the building on fire. What more could we do? I think the creature 
is going to, with not partic- not a huge amount of dexterity, is going to step out of the crate, push over a shelving unit that was next to it, and kind of walk over that to get around to how and is going to make two attempts to punch you very, very hard. Oh, no. Reasonable. Uh, Which both hit, so you're going to get punched a bunch. Ow. That's what I'm here for. So, yeah, it kind of swings around its whole torso with the blows, like, very, very clumsily for a total of 15 bludgeoning damage. Uh, yeah, How is kind of braced behind her shield, and it's still just glowing a little bit from uh, divinity. Mm-hmm. Tanks that badger. What did you say? I said she tanks that badger. Okay, so it, that wasn't my auditory processing. No. I don't even know what I, I heard. I'm more confused. Me Sometimes the clarification is more confusing. Yeah. I heard badger for some reason. Yep. That's yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Is that not a phrase people know? No. No. Nope. All right. Well, I refuse to clarify further. Let's move on. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> Sorry, how, how how much damage did Hal just take? Because I'm trying to keep a note of all of this. Uh, 15. Oof. Oof. Okay. Ouch. She's fine. Oh, yeah. Tank. Sorsha is going to do a Radiant sun Sunbolt, because I'm assuming it's still within 30 feet. It is, yes. Okay, so... Roll to hit. That fell on the floor. That is a 21 to hit. That's gonna hit. Yep. I'd be concerned if it didn't. That is 4 damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4 radiant damage. And I'm going to use a key point to do a flurry of blows. To... Oh wait, no, I'm not within 5 feet, am I? Never mind. Wait, how how close would I be if I've just come down the stairs? Um, you've come... You've... If, if you're just at the bottom of the stairs, yeah, um, I would say thirty. Okay, yeah. In the, in, the, in that case, I, I'm just gonna use some movement to get about five feet closer, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be my turn. You approach the creature, which continues to creech. Uh, back to Rumpelderry. Am I am I within melee range now that it's moved? I don't think you would be, but you could step back into melee very easily. I will step back into melee, then slash with my sword sword, or stab. Well, officially it's piercing. Mm-hmm. Which is a nat one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think because you're so close to the the fire and your sword is very... Um... Conductive, or... Well, I was, I was going to say, because it's, it's relatively crudely made, I think the handle is a lot more conductive than it would normally be. So it gets hot very, very quickly and you drop it. Ouch! Robert oh. Jerry waves her paw around a bit, like trying to cool it down. Mm. Mm. Desperately, she grabs her dagger and just sta- goes in for a big stab on, on the creature. Mm-hmm. Which is 5 plus 5, is it then? That just hits. Oh boy. That is 6 damage, piercing. Okay. Yeah, like I said, wall of meat. Easy to hit, hard to hurt. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Rumble Jerry, while staying in melee range, is going to get closer to How, so I don't trigger an attack of opportunity. Okay. Just like dart around the creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and How hefts her shield and kind of puts you behind it more than her. Yeah, are people are people more the opposite side from the flaming sphere to it? 
like, is there space for me to sort of do another ram with my flaming spear on the other side from where people are so that they don't get in the radius? I don't think there is because it would be quite close to the corner of the room at this point. Okay. That's the end of my turn, by the way. Okay. Um, I'm going to yell to everybody, get him into the middle of the room, then they can hit him with the flaming sphere without anyone else getting hurt. I'm going to cast Firebolt, and I'm going to sort of move the flaming sphere back to kind of more the middle of the room sort of area. Mm-hmm. Um, so Firebolt, let's roll that. Um, that's an 18 to hit. That'll hit. Cool. So 1d10 fire damage. That's 8 fire damage. Nice. And like, I'm I'm moving the fl- flaming sphere kind of back to kind of more, uh, sort of more middle part of the room. Um, just so that I've kind of got that maneuverability later, I can move it sort of where it's needed, basically. But not setting anything on fire at the moment, as it were. Keeping it in reserve. Yeah. And it's just, it's just hanging out. Yeah. The the table in the middle of the room is non-flammable, so that's fine. I'll just sort of have it on there, kind of like a disco ball, like illuminating the room. <laughs> Excellent. Pa- party time. Party time. It's kind of spooky. I mean, even if the table doesn't burn, it might get so hot that anyone who touches it is basically gets damaged like heat metal. Or it depends if it's metal or stone, I guess. It it is metal. Have f- have fun with our table then, I guess. Well, we're having a free funeral party. But you're you're making it very atmospheric. Yeah, cool. Okay, but there is a vibe. There is a vibe. That's my turn because I don't really want to risk hitting anyone else while we're on like sort of it doing some big hits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How? So when you say easy to hit, hard to hurt, did it look like say Rumple Jerry's attacks did anything to it? Or... Um, it doesn't look like Rumple Jerry's attacks did anything to it, but it does look hurt. Okay. Does it look like the burns and stuff did some stuff? Oh yeah, it's it's not having a good time. All right. Fire bad. Okay. In which case, I'm gonna use my lance again while I can, while it's still burning, to try and stab it in the face, and then try and back off a bit. I guess so. Uh, 22 to hit. Yep. I won't even bother with the uh, d12, but can I do another d6 fire damage? You can indeed. Thank you. Fire! Uh, that's five points as my lance, I guess, crumbles to ash. <laughs> I'm going to just draw my long sword and heft my shield and just call out, Stay behind me! I'm not sure that I can hurt it anymore. Don't worry, because I can. Uh, yeah, and so I'll just kind of edge around a little bit back away, as Will said. I'm happy to take an attack of opportunity if one's coming. It sure is. Uh, that would be that would be a two. And that probably doesn't hit. Most likely. Well, it's before the plus, but that that plus isn't going to do it. Okay. I just wanted you to know it got a two. Amazing. Excellent. In which case, yeah, I'm going to back away uh, to the middle of the room, as Will said. Um... If you've stepped back, it's just going to attack what's closest, and what's closest is Rumple Jerry. Famously squishy. Mm. Okay, in which case, sorry, if Rumple Jerry is next to it, uh, then can I stay back away a bit, but stay within five feet of Rumple Jerry, so that she can still be behind the shield a little bit for my feature? Uh, yes, because the feature does not respect geometry. <laughs> it's within, f- yeah. The target has to be within five feet of me. 
Yeah. Not the attacker. So it it does miss with one of its big swings as a result of the shield. So the first one clangs off Pau's shield. The second one squelches its rifle cherry. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. It's reaction time. Fear. That is... That's pretty good, actually. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I mean, for it, that's uh, 15 bludgeoning. Oh! Uh, How is going to push back against it with the shield and use the fighting style interception uh, mm-hmm. to reduce that by 11. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So that's four damage. Four bludgeoning yeah. damage. Sadly, I'm not resistant to bludgeoning damage. Oh no. Rumple Jerry, move! But what am I, what else am I supposed to do? You're magical, aren't you? And look how well that happened. Look, flowers grew out of my ears. My magic is wild. Rumple Jerry, you got better. I just need you to move out for a second. Help get help get it to the middle of the room so I can hit it with this fire without it hitting you. Out the way. Fine. Whose turn is it? My turn or whose turn is it? It's Sosha's turn. Yeah, I'm gonna do another um, Radiant Sunbolt. Mm-hmm. That is uh, 16 to hit. Yep. And get the die out of the box. Got it. And, ooh, um, max, so six damage. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's a six Radiant damage, and then I'm going to use a key point to do it again as a bonus action. That is uh, 17 to hit. That's it. Hit? That is hit. It's hot. Words don't work. That's true. A hot hit. And another four radiant damage. Nice. It is looking badly hurt. Cool. And then I'm going to kind of move sideways so that I'm on the other side of the sphere of fire from the creature. Mm-hmm. Yep, good plan, good plan. Because then it's going to kind of try and go that way if it wants yep. to attack yes. me. Yeah, you got to skirt the orb. Yeah. Revolve around the orb. That's just the earth. All around the orb. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I've just used some of my movement to get opposite the creature. Cool. The opposite the creature with the orb in the middle. Yeah. So back to Rumple Jerry. I'm still within melee range, right? Yes. I'm going to take a disengage and get away from the creature, probably towards Will. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Can I still use my bonus action to attack with two weapon fighting or? That's only if you make an attack. Darn. Then I. Bonus action. I. Don't have anything I can I can can you are going to use. That's the end of my turn. Disengage and run. Okay. Okay. Will. Right. I'm gonna step somewhat more to the middle of the room now. Um still like sort of the other side of the metal table from where the zombie is. And I'm going to take the flaming sphere, ram it into the zombie, and then throw a firebolt after that. Wait, isn't isn't How still near it? Is How still in the way? I should be ten feet away because if uh, Rumble Jerry was within melee, if that is five feet, yeah, and mm-hmm. I was sort of diagonally behind Rumble Jerry. Yeah, I kind of want to send the flaming sphere the opposite side from where How is. Yeah, you can you can get a line of sight and and do oh. that. Okay, that's good. Okay, um, so first for let's resolve the flaming sphere. It needs to make a deck save, beat thirteen. It's got a minus one, but it keeps rolling really high. That's an 18. God damn it. Well, oh well. Um, let's roll that fire damage anyway. Weirdly dexterous Frankenstein's monster. Um, so that's seven, which I think halves to three. It does indeed. Um, okay, so that's that. Um, and then I'm going to also send a firebolt 
So let's roll to see if that hits. Uh, that's dirty 20, so I assume that hits. Yep. Nice. So uh, 1d10 damage. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. It's, 10, 10 fire damage. It's, you can smell crackling. Ooh. It's not doing well. It's really not. Cool. And so I'm not, like, so I'm now kind of the other side of the metal table from this. And like, so I think the last bit of my turn is going to be, how come back over this way? Very well. And I'm going to jump back. And does anybody look particularly badly injured? I have a quarter of my health gone. Right. I don't think anyone else has taken damage. Yeah, no, not yet. That's fine. Uh, okay. I, I still have all my temporary hit points, so, you know, I'm good. Yeah, and I haven't been hit yet either. Fine. Uh, in which case, I'd like to stand in front of people as best I can and hold my shield up and also prepare an action to try and grapple it yeah. if it comes towards people so that uh, it can't reach the wizard, basically. Quick question. Is this metal table fixed to the floor is it, or is it on rollers? It is fixed to the floor. Okay. It's also slightly orange in the middle where the flaming sphere was above it. Okay, fair enough. Like I've at least got that between me and me and Zombie Town. I do. So. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. I'm just readying to protect. And once again, it's just gonna lunge towards whoever is closest, which is now How. Mm-hmm. Swings its right fist at you, soars over your head. Swings its left fist at you, also soars over your head. Amazing. Can I use my readied action to try and grapple it now? Yes. Amazing. Wow, this thing did not take account how short <laughs> gnomes are, huh? Yeah. It's like seven foot tall. It's doing its best. <laughs> also, like, it saw three medium-sized people and just... Assumed. Yeah. Like, oh shit, you're the short one. This is what size people are. How got a 21 on her athletics to grapple this? So please... It, it needs to be good enough. It's so strong. It got a twenty-two. Oh, oh! She tried. So close. She tried. She did try, and I respect that. Sasha. Yes. Um. Well, it's been working so far. So, radiant sunbolt. Mm-hmm. Checks out. May as fuck. May as well. <laughs> did you say may as fuck? <laughs> I said I said <laughs> may as fucking well. Uh. <laughs> One way to shorten it, I guess. <laughs> That's me as fuck. Uh, that is a... I cannot read my dice because I need to turn my light on. Uh, 17 to hit. And it's... That fell off. That is four radiant damage. What's that look like? Oh, um... Oh. Just shouts, fucker! And just, and just slams her quarterstaff on the floor in front of him. And it just sends... Just basically a, what looks like a small sun going at massive speed directly into its chest. And as it hits, that crackling smell intensifies as some stitches across its chest like burst open and it just kind of falls to the floor in this like semi-articulated pile. That was gross. That was gross. Well, we have random limbs again, if anyone missed them. At least whoever's... They work and rest again, I suppose. Yeah. We should leave before someone comes down here. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to do a quick scan to see is there anything that they left behind. Yeah, can how help you with that? Just 
finding absolutely anything. I'll keep the flaming sphere up, kind of in the centre of the room, just so that we've got, like, sort of another few rounds of quickly seeing sort of what's in here. It's a very good, like, light. It's the giant torch. Big torch. Give me an investigation roll. L- listen, listen, I spent my last level two spell slot on this. I'm <laughs> getting all I can out of this. going to make it count. Can I also roll, what was it, investigation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sasha is also going to look. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, 19 plus 5 is 24. It sure is. Uh, 18. 9. How is helping Will? Oh, uh, shall I roll again to see if I get that nat 20 then? <laughs> Go for it. Sadly, no. Okay. Bang. But 24 is still pretty fucking good. Yeah, 24 is great. Sure is. You see all. I've, I've got, like, sort of the biggest spotlight in the middle of the room. Everything's lit up. Some of it, literally. There's just a little bit of fire. There's a little bit of fire. That chest's still on fire, I think. At least a little. That's adding to, it's adding to the ambiance. Yeah. What do I see? So, by the doorway into the alley, there is a scrap of fabric caught on the brickwork. Okay. Which has a sigil of, it looks like, a blue mountain peak against a yellow background. It looks like it's been ripped from someone's clothes. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Blue Mountain Peak against yellow background. Okay, if I don't know this, I can look it up. Like, I'm a researcher, I know where to look shit up. Where would I look up, like, symbols, heraldic symbols of institutions or lore or whatnot? Where would I look up where this comes from? Heraldry you would be able to find in the regular library. Okay, well. Uh, Rob Jerry, like, goes over to Will. What do you have? What have you got there? A lead. May I see? Will looks up, like, manic look in his eyes, like, sort of shows you the fabric. That's a a symbol. That's some organisation, some institution, or some family. We'll be able to find this. Does Hal know it? Does Rumpeljerry know it? I'll show it to both of them. Show it to all three of you. Does anyone recognise it? Do I recognise it? Sasha probably won't, but can I roll for it? Uh, like, I'll, I'll just show you anyway, just as a, like, sort of, anyone familiar? Just gotta, gotta include the ghost. Gotta make them feel included. Uh, give me some history checks. History checks, okay. Sasha knows this, I'm gonna laugh. Uh, plus one. Uh, that's 21. Uh, I got an 8, though my dive was scuffed. I can, like, keep it. 21. So that's plus 0, but I got a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, um, amazing. I to know this. Weirdly, that does actually make sense in character. What? Oh! What? what? Because this is the sigil of the Stendhal clan, a prominent wood elf family. Well, okay. How do you spell Stendhal? It's like sandal, but with an E. Uh, S-T-E-N-D-A-H-L. Oh, okay. So is that just, like, in the back of Sorcha's mind from when Z was, like, five? Apparently. Yeah, just, I know this, it's Elven. Yeah. A w- wood elf, I think? Stendhal. I-, I want to say wood elf. Yeah, okay. Why do I know that? Why do I know that? Um, and how would know that they do have a cadet branch based in... Uh, is that what's in the fort just across the river? Perhaps. Hmm. Oh, okay. This is very interesting information. Okay, let's go back to the library and we can plan our next steps. I don't know that much about the Stendals, but like, we know that they must be linked to this if given this is here. We need to track down who in there has been doing this because there's definitely an elf and a halfling in there. So that all makes sense. So 
that's our next lead. But I don't know about you guys, but I really need a rest. Oh, yes, I, very much so. I got a little banged up. Yeah. I could use some reinvigorating rest. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a lay on hands. You get a point of health back. One. Yeah, just one. I've got to save some. Sure. Just one singular hit point. <laughs> <laughs> Hit point by singular hit point. Hey, that's 25% of the health you've lost. Sure is. Sasha is, is just walking around the room muttering to themselves now, just like, why do I know this? Why do I know this from? Why do I recognize it? Rumble Jerry is deep, deep in thought, and eventually she pulls out her coin pouch and starts digging through it and fishes out a gold coin, holds it aloft triumphantly. I knew I recognized that. And she shows off the gold coin. Yeah, Rumpel Jerry's a numismatist. A what's that? A numismatist. It just hasn't come up so far. Is that someone that can <laughs> collects coins? Like a someone who knows a lot about coins, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. You see them a lot in your travels. So yes, I show off a gold coin. I say, this is the coins that the high elves use. It shows the mountain range at the center of Brack. It's... I knew I recognized it somewhere. Sasha beelines to it and just like almost takes it out your hand and just looks at it very closely. It's like, do I recognize the coin? Don't think you would have handled a lot of gold coins as a five-year-old. True. Yeah. I, I know the symbol. That doesn't make sense. I've never been there unless I have. Have you? Not before I was in the Feywild. Not after I was in the Feywild. Perhaps before? before. Where were you born in the Feywilds or? No, I, Mama said I, I was found when I was five and that makes sense because I remember different parents before her, but they weren't elves. They were like me. Yes, but we might be in Dimavan, the country of the halflings, but there's not only halflings here. No. Yeah. Did I live in Brack? Am I, am I from Brack? Possibly. Well, there's three countries in Brack. Uh, Brack L, Brack Or, and Brack Led. Yeah. Which ones are the elves from? All of them. All three are elves, just different kinds. Oh. Have you heard of wood elves, high elves, and uh, drow? No, they don't have... I've never met anyone of any... like any of that. I don't... Well, I mean, it's... Po the elves trade with a lot of different countries. It's possible that, like, the coins and the symbols on them may have made their way far further than any elves themselves. No, I, I, I don't recognize the coin, but I recognize the symbol on the fabric. Oh, okay. Huh. I must be from there? We can investigate. We can investigate. Yeah. We'll, we'll help you find it. It's okay. In the meantime, let's get back to the library. I think we need a rest and to work out our next. Yes. 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 Sorry. This, this is more important. Wasn't there an inn somewhere we could go to? I don't want to sleep in the library again. Yes, I'd, I'd like a bed again. Yeah, there's an, there's an inn just around the corner from the library that I go to. I can bring you there. Thank you. Yes, let's try that. What's the inn that I go to called, Liz? I can't remember. Great and glorious DM. Um, oh, magnificent DM. A wonderful and benevolent DM. What, what's the inn for tall people called? The inn for tall people. It's just called that. That's his name. Um, it sounds more elegant and halfling. Yes. It's it's called the Yearning Moose. <laughs> oh, I like that. The Yearning Moose. Is the library on the way there? From the marketplace it was. I don't think it is from the slums. Okay. Do we want to head by the library first, or do we just want to check into a room and talk privately? Will says, I do already have a room there if we want somewhere to talk privately. Yeah, I can look in the library another day. This is more important. Yes. It'll still be there tomorrow. Yes, 
Well, hope, hope, hopefully things seem to happen a lot here. Yeah. Yes. Well, there are also other libraries. We've been like a day and a half. But yes, let's go get some rest. Yes. Yes, you you head to the the yearning moose, which has you know reasonable rooms for five silver a night per person. Right. Sasha doesn't have money. I'll have to pay for both of us. Sorry, I just I don't understand it. It's fine. It's fine. I think I've been renting a room for a little while at this point, probably. So I guess I should spend like a gold to cover sort of last night and tonight. We should find some source of money even my funds are running out i wasn't able to grab too much on my well i don't have too much on me yeah that's maybe a problem for us in the morning rather than i'm a hunter we could go hunting tomorrow yes this is how i've made most of my money in the last years last couple of years helped the last two weeks yeah we can find ways and means if we find a deer, a deer would have lots, would be worth a lot. Because you get both a lot of meat and... And skin. And some people like the bones and the antlers, which I don't like touching those. I mean... It feels, it, it, it feels wrong. They're, they're useful materials. And the bones can be used in soup, I assume. Yes, but just touching the antlers feels wrong to me. I understand that. Just touches, t- t- touches her own. Just... Well, technically goats have horns, not antlers. There is a difference. But yes. It's... It still feels odd, visually. Yes, I do understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same, same level as seeing, like, so they've got a boar's head with, where they've, like, removed tusks or something. I always just find that a little... Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's close enough to a part of you that it's... Uncomfortable. Unnerving. I, I get that. I would not like it if people started hunting uh, the smaller cats. I, I do understand. I too would be very, very, very concerned if that ever happened. And so would Sheila. Yes. Anyways, shall we then? Yes. We shall. If you want to save your coins, well, could we share a room if you're comfortable? It's per head, not per person. Oh, okay. Wait, what do you mean by per head, not per person? I already paid. I mean, it's per head, not per room. Oh, okay. He paid. So it'd be the same. Yeah, I already paid 10 silver. I still imagine we got a shared room, like a two-person room. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just hang. We're having a sleepover. Yeah, I mean, like if you want to come hang out in my room, that's fine. Like, um, I will need to move some stacks of books away from the floor. There's quite a lot of bits of paper and stuff. Just give me like five minutes. I think I'll just sleep in mine and Bean's room. Fair enough. I'm still going to tidy up anyway, though, because it is a bit of a mess in there, let's be honest. We can just also head to our room and discuss now, because I yes. we have a lead now. I don't want to get distracted and lose it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yes. Let's go. Rob, Jerry, like, in their room, like, uh, turns, to, turns the coin purse upside down, and there's a single gold piece left in there, which is the elven one. If, if that's your last one, I'm going to hand over a gold piece. But what about you? Well, I have enough to get by. It's just not going to last too long. Sounds good by me. Rubble Jerry takes the coin and starts uh, starts analyzing. Ooh, halfling coin. Uh, which makes sense. We are in Dimavan, but always interesting. I give you one of my um, orcish coins, orcish gold coins as well. Oh yes, I always like like orcish coins. So interesting. Yeah, they got they got a good variety of patterns on them. Beans. If we get up early. 
we could do some hunting before the market opens and then sell some things then. Is is the market every day? Market is every day, yeah. And then you should have plenty of coin. Yes, yes. I might also set out some traps for the smaller wildlife. Uh, we could check the those the day after. Yes. If we're going to hunt tomorrow, I might do that today. We'll say it is quite late at this point. Luckily, I saved my rope. Rumpa Jerry holds up her rope. Who knows what might come by during the night? Well, would you like some help? Uh, yes, that would be much appreciated. With uh, the more people we have, the more traps we could set up. Yes, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring mine as my rope as well. Uh, I'm ca- I can't say I'm particularly well versed in hunting, nor do I have any rope. But I guess I could acquire some at the market if that's helpful. I think this will be enough. Okay. Yes. And perhaps your skills are better uh, better utilized in the library yeah. researching that symbol we got. Yeah, I'll go do some research in the morning. If if you find any maps, would I be able to look at them? Of course, I'll set them aside for you for when you get back from your hunting trip. Thank you. I think that with this long rest is a good point to finish up for today. Yes. Long rest! I finally got. I finally got spell slots back. <laughs> but it's especially a good time because you've reached level four. <gasps> oh, yeah. level, up, level up! Level up! Woo! Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Tales of Morterra was created and DM'd by Liz Blake with editing by Mario Panaghetti. The theme music was by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at morterra.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Morterra and our Twitter, at MorterraCast. I don't know what monks get at level 4 because I'm, I'm still learning this class. Uh, I might multi-class a bit. I want to discuss this with some of you off recording. But first, I want to thank people for listening. I want to thank you lot for playing. and I want to thank you for DMing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, great and glorious DM. Thank you, a great and glorious DM. Compliments. Compliments. Thank you, Mario, also for dealing with all of the bullshit and that you guys you, don't hear. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mario, for putting up with us. Thank you, yeah. Mario. Yeah. Thank you, Mario. And include that bit. Like, include all yes. of that. <laughs> include the thank for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do all. Thanks, you guys.